0: Great. Well, it's the new year. How many people ready for change? Amen. We got a couple of those. Some people, some people don't like change. How many people like change? It all depends. If we get if we got control over, it, right? We can put the <laughs> dial to you know all the good stuff. We're in for that, right? But you know, I, I tell you, things do change. But it doesn't always have to be a bad thing, things will be good. And I was just thinking about a few things as I read a bunch of different articles and, and just spending time with the Lord while I've been off. It's been nice. Anybody get a couple extra days off at Christmas? That's nice, isn't it? For those that didn't, I'm sorry, but thanks for serving and doing, but I know I enjoyed a few days that I got off, and uh, that's, that's always a blessing to, to just kind of uh, regroup, recoup. And so getting into the message today, it's called Good to Go. Are we good to go? A lot of times... Uh, we think you know. You hear that a lot of time. Okay, what's going on? I'm good. To go. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I pray that that's how we start the year off. And what I want to do is do the power of prayer and the Holy Spirit, showing us what we already have in Christ, the foundation. Amen. So I, I wrote a few things down. I had a couple articles and stuff. I'm gonna pull this all together. I said, you know, too many New Year resolutions are fo- focus on making improvements to ourselves. Hear me out. What we can do? Okay. Man, we can do this. I said, Christ offers something different. We are completely new, not improved. Let me read this scripture for you. I want you to hear this today. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Does that sound like a good deal? you like to shed off some of the old things? i like to shed off about 30 pounds. How about that? But you know what? If I don't make some adjustments, then probably I'll be doing the same thing. But, To know who's in my corner makes all the difference, doesn't it? I say it all the time. Everybody needs a cheerleader. It's good to have some support, isn't it? It's good to have people praying for you. Amen. Amen. This is going to be a difficult year, isn't it? No. (laughs) I'm trying to get you guys rolling, man. Let's get excited. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't strive to be our best. But if we realize we're good to go from the beginning, it gives us the proper focus to follow along the path that God's laid out for us. And that's what I hope to do today, is kind of give us a, a little outline. And we don't know what 2017 is really going to bring. There's going to be changes, uh, miracles, doubting, disobedience, faith, joy, sin, unforeseen things that happen to each of us. But the one thing that is certain that will bring us through is God's Word. And I want us to realize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I'll just sort of, every year that I can remember since we've been doing the church, I've mm-hmm. offered this up. If somebody wants to go deeper in the Lord, um, and there's studies and stuff like that, and don't know how to get started, get with me. We'll put a plan together and see what's going on. So I offer that up um, each year, and just to come alongside to, to help with anybody, who is <clears> just um, kind of lay out a few things to iron sharpens iron. But I want to tell you this. There's things already in place like Tuesday night Bible study. So it would be a good place to start there. But I just want to encourage you. Maybe do some journaling. Uh, make sure that you use all the things that we have here. You know, always start with God's word, but also we've got the um, daily bread handouts. They're they're really great. So that just kind of popped in my head. I just want to give us the best foundation for every day we start out, okay? So we're looking at different things that change and and things that don't change and and, and all these things. And it's like, well, where do I start? Where do I start? I think we need to start with what we already have to evaluate what we've got. Have you ever evaluated where you are from time to time? Sometimes it's a little scary, isn't it? You know, man, how did I get here from there? But that doesn't have to be your final stop. But we can look at God's word and and share a few things here today. So I want to look at it as I said, you know, things change. I said, but with Christianity, this is the thing. A lot of times people think Christianity, worldly, think it's be all you can be. It's really us being all Christ can be through us. Does that make sense? It's different. It's being. I got it written down here, so let me not mess it up. I said Christianity is dying to your old self and be raised again and seated with Christ. It's hitching your wagon to Christ, not driving your own direction as best you can. How you doing? Well, I'm making it. I'm just getting by, and that may be true. Not every time, you know, uh, that you see me, that I'm like, oh man, everything is just wonderful um, because life has a lot of bumps and bruises and setbacks, amen? But I tell you what, if we take a few minutes each day and set our hearts to the things that we have in the Lord, it changes everything. And so we want to come from that foundation. So it's not about us getting better. We're already a new preacher with a new feature. And that's what I want you to see today, that we, the work has already been done. And I said, you know, a New Year's resolution for us this year is not to be the best you can be. Instead, discover how to own your identity as a child of God. I want us to see who we are in Christ. Amen? So with that, i got a few things I want to pull together. I wanted us to know that we're off to a good start. You say, men haven't even done anything. Well, you know what? If you're a believer in the Lord, say amen. amen. So you're off to a good start. What did the word just say? It said, the old is passed away. Behold, the new has come. Most people like fresh starts, especially if things are not going well. I'm off for a fresh start. I like new things. I like to to see what's going on. I like to grow. How about you guys? I like to, I want to keep learning, you know, and and, and different things like that. And I want to keep being active. I want to keep moving forward, pressing to the mark to be all I can be for the Lord. But it's not so much on my own strength. It's when I lay things down and let God work through me that I see the biggest thing. How about you guys? How many people do a lot of stuff in their own strength and get frustrated? How many times we have a lot of failures in our own strength? And we get overwhelmed and then we don't want to play no more. Mm-hmm. It, it's true. And, and you know, with, with this is what happens. I mean, it, perfect example. How many times do you go by, now, y'all just gauge this out. Find you a local gym that you ride by daily. And over the next week, weeks and months, you see how many cars are out there. And then looking about February, and see how many cars are out there. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know what I mean? And I, sometimes I'm guilty of those things too. But, um, you know, we want to get off to that great start, but a lot of times we get off to the great start thinking it's what well, I'm going to do. I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. But God's done so much for us already to set us in the right vein of what He has. And one of those great things is that our sins have been forgiven. Mm-hmm. Does that sound good to you? Amen. Amen. I think right there is a great place to start. We've been set in the family of God. Anybody have a good family time for Christmas? You don't have to raise your hand if you didn't, but I'm sorry if you didn't, but you know what? Not everybody's family is, is uh, smooth sailing, amen? I know this is going to be a shock to many of y'all here. I'm probably not the easiest guy to live with. That was really quiet. That didn't shock anybody, did it? No, I mean, I understand that. I got a mirror. I go, man, you know, that's crazy sometimes sometimes we have to be able to, to give a, a good evaluation over something. You know, maybe I need to make some adjustments and things. But here's the great thing <clears throat> with the Lord. You are accepted in Him. We love to belong. Let's take a look at that. And you belong in the family of God. You were created for God. We are created in His image. I said, there's something about in, in our makeup that we like to belong. And even, even if people don't run to Christ... They'll run to the world. They'll try to blend in. They like to have the little click. They like to have this. And what they're really searching for is the Lord, but they're trying to fill that void with everything else. Amen? That's a good place to say amen. Done that. Can still do that if I'm not careful. You know? We can start trying to fill up on the wrong things. But we belong. I call it being a world chaser. You know? Well, this person has this type of clothes, so, you know, when we come along, a lot of times... We want that type of clothes. This person lives in this type of house. So, you know, we strive for that. Or, you know, whatever it is. You can think about it. Somebody listens to this type of music. And we start, all these different things start shaping what we believe when we're not careful. Instead of letting God shape what's true in us. And so that's why I wanted to really start from the foundation of, you know what? God did not just do a remake. He didn't do a little patch job tell you story. I told you about the car I got the other day and I thought I could fix the paint on the hood and all that. No, so good. I've I've learned that you can have a dirty scratch, a little bit cleaner scratch, or a very clean scratch. It needs to be made over, right? And so God didn't come and just do a little bondo work on our life. He set us apart and made us new. You're going to hear me say that a lot today. Because a lot of times, we try to just struggle along and and patch it up and everything else. Remember, the oldest passed away, behold, the newest come. Now, about belonging. We try to belong all different types of ways. We try to say the right thing, wear the right things, look the right way. But do you know what? God accepts you right the way you are. You don't have to drop 30 pounds for God to love you, Amen. You don't have to you don't have to be, you know, uh anything other than who he created you to be. And I think that's the main thing that we've miss so, so much, is that there is nothing that any of us could do to make God love us anymore. That's what we freeing today. There's nothing that we can do to make God love us any less. Okay? However, there's probably a few things that probably where he's not pleased with us. Does that mean he doesn't love us anymore? Look at your child. you got great expectations for them. You love them, but even when they blow it, you still love them, right? And when they blow it again, guess what, you still love them. But you desire for the best in their life. God desires for his best to be in our life, and he's made a way for us to receive that. And all that comes from having a strong foundation in him. I said there's only one foundation that can weather the storm and has weathered the storm, It's a life that's built on the truth of God's Word. You say, well, buddy, I I know that. Well, deal with that. How are you building your life on God's Word? Are you studying the Bible? Are you praying? Or do we just call on God when everything's messed up? I say this many times. You got those friends that just call when they need something? that's, That's kind of tough sometimes, isn't it? Are we that person to God sometimes? I got it, I got it, I got it. And then when we're in the ditch, we call. Him. But let me tell you, even if that's how we do, because we all do that sometimes, He loves you enough to still come to your aid. He won't leave you there. He won't just say, no, you're out. But you know what? There's things in our life sometimes that we will go through a season when we feel like everything's stripped away. It's not a pretty thing. It's not. A, it's not a real joyful time. Some folks are coming out of last year, 2016, feeling just like that. There was a lot of loss in 2016 that, that I know in our church family, in the world. A lot of changes and things. But I, I, I probably if you really look, there's a lot of loss every year. But there's so much more to be gained when we align our life with God's plan. When we align our life with the foundation of Jesus Christ. Let's take a look at this. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Psalm 27. And it reads like this. The first verse says. The Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The enemy wants you scared. He wants you out of balance. He wants to tell you all the things that you'll never be. He wants to tell you all the things that you'll never achieve. And if you buy the lie, you will follow right on there. Look at your life now and think about the people that have spoken to your life positively. And when you received that, it made a difference. got to spend some time with your second daddy the last few days. Mr. Denny. Scott shared this many times how, how one of our friends has spoken to his life it just made such a difference in his life. There's probably somebody you could think of right now. that somebody that had, had, had give you a word of encouragement. Maybe when you were a little girl. Maybe when you were a little boy. Think about that. What did that do when somebody says, You know what, well, you can do it, man. You can do it. You can make that. You know what? You need to make. And here's something else. It's not just telling you what you want to hear. It's telling you what you need to know. I've shared this. It popped back in my mind. I had a guy one time... That that I spent some time with. And he said look man. I need some help with some stuff in my life. And I'm serious. And he told me. He says I don't want you to tell me what I want to hear. I want you to tell me what I need to know. That man was at a place in his life. That he was willing to make some adjustments. That he was willing to open his heart. I don't want to just hear oh it's going to be okay. I don't want to hear. I want you to tell me dude what's going on. And I ask them, where's the Lord at in their life? What, tell me what's been going on. And as I'm speaking, I'm thinking of all these conversations that I've had with different people over the time. I'm thinking of these conversations that I've had with the Lord myself. I'm not leaving myself out of the equation by no means. And I look back and I go, well, well, what's it all about? If I have a new life in Christ, how do I live that out? Well, I need to go to the manual, don't I? I need to look at God's Word to see what He says. Has this ever happened to you guys? I, I won't go through the whole story, but putting stuff together is not a strong point for me unless they got really good pictures. <clears throat> you know, have you, have you put stuff together and you go, wow, and you find out that you're like on the wrong page or that you're you're doing it in Spanish or whatever. This is for Model ABC and you've got Model A. It doesn't work out real good. When we want to find out what God has for us, we need to go to the manual. God's word. So that we can align with that. I, I pray today that that this strengthens us in knowing who we are in Christ. That this strengthens us that, you know, that the Lord is for us. How many people believe that God is really for them? Just when you're doing good? I mean, when everything when you really pulled something, do you really believe God's for you? Because if you go on your feelings, they might lead you astray. But if you go on the truth of God's word, you'll always be on the right path. See, sometimes when I go through different things, and maybe it's sickness or different different things like that, I remember years ago after I shared this, I went through a really sick time in my life. They didn't know what was going on. They still never figured it out. God healed me and I say thank you very much. I went test after test after test after test wiring your brain up and everything else he had a real hard job finding out Mm -hmm. and he couldn't figure out what was going on but I I kept going back to God's word I said you know what you're in the healing business Lord now I wasn't yelling at God I was coming along agreeing with his word and saying God you can bring me out of this God you can deliver me from this you know what you may be sitting here today and say I need to be delivered from something today I don't know what it is God does and he can. Testimony after testimony after testimony. Got a little surprise for you guys in a couple weeks. I got a friend of mine coming in from Youth Challenge. That God brought him through. Addiction. All of these different things. Guess what he does now? He runs Youth Challenge. That's awesome. And we support them. And I appreciate all you guys do. And they see life's changed. <coughs> Not because of a program. But because Christ is in a program. You see what I'm saying? Because it's God centered and it's God focused. And you got people coming alongside you to walk with you through some of those things. It's a scary time. Sometimes this world can be a little scary, can't it? It can be overwhelming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Man, look at this. We start off with say, okay, a new year coming. We've got a new taxes, new different forms, new this, new that. Got a new president coming in. Some's happy, some sad. You're always going to have both sides of the camp. All these different things. Every year there's new things coming out just to overwhelm you. But how do you not get overwhelmed, buddy? Well, there's a few times that I do, but not too often. Every now and then. What I try to do is what God says to do. Meditate on His Word. What do you mean? I don't mean, mm, I mean, think upon it. Think about who I am. Think about who you are in Christ. That's the whole thing today. So we have a great start in Christ because we have been set into the family. We've been made new again. And he says, look at this. The Lord is my life and my salvation. Salvation is huge. Thomas talks about that line. When you break that word down, man, it's, it's, it's about healing. It's about all these things. It's about being accepted. It's about being belonging. It's about being loved. Right where you are. I want you to hear that today. So as we go through these things, I pray that, you know what, we lose the fear of man and we find the reverence of Christ. There's a big difference, amen? I don't think we need to come to God like this with our hands up, but our hearts open, so that He can do the molding in our life. And that we can have the confidence that the Lord is in our corner. How? When we know God and we know what He does, we can have the confidence in Him. Maybe I had, had a good friend and somebody said, well, you know, can you believe they did that? And you go, that ain't my friend. I didn't know that. I don't believe they'd do that. And most of the time, somebody has, has twisted something on them or something like that. People will let you down. I'll let you down. I don't set out to do that, but I'm just you. But God will never let you down. That's what I want to get to. So when we know how God is, and it doesn't line up with his words, well, that ain't from God. That is not from God. God is not heaping sickness on his children. Amen? God, God is not buddying up with a devil, putting diseases on his children so they'll get saved. You see how twisted that sounds? You know? But but we'll go out and look, well, I guess I got that because of this, that, and that. But you know what? We live in a sinful world. And there is sin, and part of sin is all the sickness and diseases and things like that. But he said, be of good cheer because we're overcomers. I want us to be overcomers this year. Amen. Who's up for some overcoming? Yeah. This is what happened. I, I, I heard a story last night, and I think it'll tie in here pretty good. The guy was preaching, he said, he had heard this story. I want to share it with you. The guy went over to one of his buddy's houses, this old farm boy. Hadn't seen him in years, and as he approached the property, he saw a barn with a bunch of bullseyes on it. it had like 20 bull's eyes on it. And inside each bullseye, there was a perfect bullet hole right in. Right in the middle. He goes, man, who is the marksman around here? So he gets up there and taps on the door, sees his old buddy John, and he goes, hey man, how you doing? It's been a long time since I see you. Hey, yeah. He says, I noticed your barn on the way in. He goes, yeah. He says, "Uh, who's the marksman? He says, well, that's me. He said, my goodness, how did you get so good? He said, well, I just shot the gun first, and then I painted the bullseye around the target. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) That's what we try to do. We do. He said, I'm right there. We try to camouflage a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was a great great thing. He said, oh yeah, that's me. I'm the guy. He just opened fire. He said, I found I want a really good shot, but I'm a great painter. You know? So what happens is a lot of times is, is we, we just try to put the window dressing on stuff. But even in the midst of that, you might find out that God's got something else for you. You might find out that God... Has a great start for you. Everybody doing all right? Say amen. amen. All right. Don't y'all get no, no shooting going on out there. So guess what else? If, we, if we're if good to go, if we've got a good foundation. We're starting off, right? We're turning around taking off here. We've got a great start. Then we should be able to make a good run of it, right? A good run of this. I remember talking to my dad on some of the last days he was here. And, and I was like, man, dad, what's going on in your life? What's, what's happening? Tell me something good. And y'all heard me say this many times. He said, man, I didn't think I lived this long. He was excited to get where he got. Many of you may be excited to be here today. How many people are excited to be here today? Yeah. You guys are getting better now. I like that. They're, watching, they're coming around now. Woo. I'm excited to be here. That's great. But I remember my dad. You know, when I look at his wife, this guy went through a lot of stuff. Not as much as many people here. Coal miner's son. He was the oldest one. Only son. Three Three sisters. Right? Lived in those coal camps. Y'all ever seen any of that stuff there? Where they, they come out there and they bang on the door and say, hey, you, you late with your rent. You know? Scared to death they're going to get thrown out. Finally got a house. Got a house where my, my dad was real small. House burnt down to the ground. The only thing he had was with, with the clothes on his back and a frying pan. Right? Turned around, went, and he was going to sign up for the Navy. Went over there, and his, and his, his cousin said, what are you doing here? He said, oh, I'm going to go in the military. I got to eat. Things are tough. He'd been in the coal mines and different things like that. They offered my dad a scholarship to play football. Evidently it was pretty decent. And the man said, look, if you take this and go over there and you make the team, I'll cover everything. When you finish up with all that, you come back and work for me up in the office. My dad said, I can't. i got to feed my family. <clears throat> my grandfather got uh, caught in the mines and had his legs burnt up real bad. Couldn't work as much as you wanted to. I'm just giving you a little backstory here. Yeah. So then he turns around, and then he goes into, he was going to go into Navy, but his cousin talked him out of it to go into the Air Force. He said, they, they, they feed you better. I said, I don't know if they do or not. He said, well, that was what was on, that was what was in front of food. You got to do it. So they turned around, he, he passed everything and all that, and they said, okay, Mr. Chairman, we're going to be leaving at 2 o'clock. He said, I didn't even tell my mom. He had to send a, the word home through his cousin and say, I won't be back for a while. They took him right there, put him on a train, and he went to Texas from West Virginia. Went through all that. Right? Korea, Vietnam, all that stuff, different things like that. And then meets my mom, got me and my sister, all those things. Retires and has an opportunity to work at NASA and working on stuff that went to the moon. So when I'm sitting there talking to my dad, and this is hours before he dies. He's kind of going back over his life. And he says, wow, I've been blessed. I didn't think I'd make it this far. I've been married to your mom 53 years. You know, it's all right. And he says, you know what? He says, now you've got it. You'll do okay. Sorry So I'm leaving you in a bind. But he said this. But now, son, it's just a run out of the clock game. It's pretty amazing. It's just a little run out of the clock game. I said, you've got to give me some words of wisdom, Dad. Press on. Y'all heard that many times. Press on. Right? So this is not a sad story. It's a pretty amazing story and it ties in with this because he knew that he had given a good run. He didn't do everything perfect. By no means. he be the first one. he ooh. Kind of missed a few things along the way. But the biggest thing that he was sharing with me as his hours drew near, that he was confident in Christ. He's, got, he's confident in Christ. I spent time with Miles and Mom. See, he was confident in Christ. Others. There's all the difference when you're confident in Christ. I want to ask you, not on your deathbed, I want to ask you now, are you confident in Christ? Because if you are, we can give it a good run. Amen. That's where I want to get to today. Let's take a look at this. 2 Corinthians 5.18. If you go, I want to encourage you this week to read the 2 Corinthians 5 all the way through. 5.18 says, And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. We got a job. Scott says this all the time. Talking about charity. He said, that's my job. That's his call. That's all of our calls, right? And he does it so easily. Because it's so natural because it pours out of what he believes, what he understands. How about us? Let's take a look at that. So what do we do with, with, with this, this being reconciled? What does that mean? It means to join others with Christ. Now we can't save anybody, amen? But we can point them to the Savior. We can point them to the one who does. We can put off the old things and, and keep on moving. But the Lord gives us a call to share his word. 2017 <clears throat> Are you willing to share his word? Are you willing to invite somebody to church? Are you willing to open your Bible? Are you willing to pray for somebody? Are you willing? Are you willing? I don't know what it is that God has for you, but it's going to be good. Because he only gives good gifts. Amen? But many people sit on the sidelines and squander stuff, don't they? Anybody procrastinated? I know you are because you're too long, taking, taking too long to say that you are. <laughs> Yeah, there, there. It (laughs) ain't procrastinating that. I mean, we can put it off, man. Does anything usually get better by putting it off? Not usually. One of the best guys I ever worked for had this, this saying. If it's something bad, I don't care how bad, I need to know soon. At first, I thought he just wanted to control stuff. But what I found out is, if we can get in front of this thing, if we could circle the wagons, not to cover it up, but to find a find a way that we can keep it from going. You know, what about this? Oh, I got to paint a pain in my back. I got, to paint back. I've got to paint a pain back. I had a pain in my back for years. I got to, oh, I got to paint a pain in my back. I got a pain in my back two years ago. By seventeen years ago. By and then you go and you go, man, my back's my back's killing me. And they go, well, if you'd have came here seventeen years ago, you'd have found that you just needed a little teeny thing. But now we got to do all these things. We can do that with anything. Putting things off don't usually. Off. When it comes to things, that we don't put anything off. Today is the day that God's given us to rejoice. Today is the day that God's given us this breath, even though sometimes for some of us going through some of these colds and coughs, it's a little hard to get your breath. When you go through some of these things when you don't feel good, you realize how good you felt when you thought you felt bad, when you felt terrible. I know y'all followed that, right? <laughs> you know exactly what I'm saying. I remember praying one time. I said, Man, Lord, I didn't know. It. With my mom. I remember exactly what it was. Going back and forth, taking care of my mom and everything else. I said, man, this is wearing me down. This is tough. This is tough. And then she went blind. And I go, can I go back? Mm-hmm. Can I go back to when she can see? who mm-hmm. oh, Thank the Lord. The Lord used doctors to put people in place that she can see. But let me tell you, with a learning curve for two and a half months, my mama can't see. She can't take the medicine. She don't know where her fork is. She don't know where, if she's at her house or my house. Why am I saying all that? Come give me some real life situations that things are not always easy, but we can still make a good run. God brought people alongside to encourage us. A great church family, friends, a nurse, different things like that. Insurance and God's healing. And so we made it through that. So, what that's shown me is this. Things can always get worse. And if even if things are bad right now, find the best in them. Find the best in them. Because things can change. I don't mean you've got to live your life, oh, the other shoe's going to fall. Here are people, oh. I've had people like this. I don't know if things are really going, what, what's wrong, man? I don't know if everything's going good in my life. I figure something's going to happen. <laughs> well, maybe something better's going to happen.
1: Oh, I don't know, I don't know. man.
0: They don't even enjoy the good stuff. I want to enjoy the good stuff. You know? Let's keep on rolling. But I tell you what helps us in that. When we're reconciling people, when we're seeing a need in other people, and we come alongside to help them, it gets our eyes off ourselves. And it gets our eyes on the things of God so that we can help others see God clearly. Amen? God will give you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. The question is, will we take the opportunity? I pray that we will. Because we want to give it a good run. Let's keep on rolling through here. Got some more scripture for you here. Romans 8, 17. And since we are his children, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share in his glory, we must also share in suffering. Man, I kind of wish you left that last part out, didn't you? But there's two sides of the coin. What does that mean? That means it's not always lovey-dovey, is it? Your kids don't always do right. We don't always do right. You don't always get the raise. It does, this is not sunshine every day. Right? But you can find the good in that day. Over and over, we look back through this. I, I like this here. I want to share something about being in the family of God. I said, Paul, many times when he wrote in Romans through the power, inspired uh, by the Holy Spirit, many times... He would use the word adoption. Now back in biblical times there in Romans history and culture. If you were adopted. You would be set apart from all the old stuff <clears> in your family. And you would receive everything of your new family. Of your new family. Not like oh he's a stepchild. They go to treatment. You were in. You had all the rights. You were an heir to your new family. That's how he's showing us here. When we came to Christ, you didn't just kind of get halfway saved. You didn't just get a little inky-dinky Holy Ghost. You got the full full deal. Okay? So, why do we live under that? Why do we live so far beneath that? Because I don't think we realize who we are. I don't think we realize that you know what? That he pulled everything together. Look at this. And since we are his children, are you a child of God this morning? I'm here to say Amen. All right? And this is is for you. We are his heirs. Now look, when somebody leaves this place and they've got a will, right? It says, okay, you get this, he got that, she got that, and everything else, right? You can look at the Bible, that's what you got. That's what you have. That's the will. That's the paperwork. That's your deed to the blessing that God has bought for you through his son Jesus Christ. Set you in the family. You belong. I want you to hear that today. We're good to go. We're good to go. Over and over we say, well, how's that? Because you know what? We've got a fresh start. Fresh starts can be an amazing thing. But many times people don't realize that they're an heir to the throne. They live like the, you know, I don't know what. We live so far under the blessing of God, it's amazing, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Maybe He will. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this to say, wait a minute, my Heavenly Father has made a provision for me. My heavenly Father says, "You know what? There were two or more gathered. There He is also, Amen." Look, well, you got bringing people in right now, as we speak. Good place to say amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. amen. So you know, that's the thing that God is always willing to take us where we are, but He loves us too much to just leave us there. He wants us to grow. He wants us to see what we can be. And you say, "Buddy, I, I, I hear you," but you know, just right where I'm at right now, it's just a tough spot for me. It is. A lot of times it's a tough spot. But I'm going to tell you what. God is amazing. I want you to hear what you have. God has called us to help reconcile people. I want you to hear that. That means reaching out. That means calling on people. That means being a part of that. I I think one of the things I love the most when I want to get a few days off is to get to spend more time with the Lord. And... Grandma and granddad is always so gracious that every Christmas they help me with my library. They give me different things to, to, to spur me on and different things like that in the end the And I'm reading different things. And I was listening to a guy speak last night. And he had went to different places. And he was from a big church and different things like that. And he went and talked to just the leaders in this country. And he said, well, he didn't think it would be that many. There was, there was ends up being thousands of leaders. He's like, wow, what can I possibly say, you know? And he talked to them, and then they pulled it down to a little bit smaller, and they were talking about how the the church had been growing in this area and different things like that, and people getting saved and everything else. And they go, he goes, so so how how is God doing all this? And the man said, he said, I, I figured he was going to say this. Small groups. You ready? You, you ready for what he said? It's really impacted my. I, I thought about it all night. He said, most people have a eternal. Outlook of 70 to 80 years Stick with me Instead of having an eternal look, uh, outlook Today We're going to stand before the Lord Not for our sin but what we did with Christ Right? We're going to go to heaven But what did you do With the Lord? How, did he, how, how was he able to use your life? And with that being in front of them Changed the way They did church Now Now If I was sitting right here and the Lord appeared and said, you know what guys, tomorrow at noon I'm coming back for everybody. And we're going to divvy up the rewards and this is what we're going to do. How would you live those next 24 hours? Man, I'd be out there, oh stop, wait a minute. Boom. Jesus loves you. (laughs) You know what I mean? But we get complacent. What happens is, when we realize that the Lord can return any second, that we can leave here any minute. We start getting a whole different mindset in serving and sharing. We can get complacent. Well, I'm going to go to church today and I'm going to do that next week. Well, I'm going to really get into it. See, I wrote a little something on a little Facebook thing along the lines of this. Hey, who wants to start off the new year, you know, and and, and start out on a a fresh track with the Lord? Say amen. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Many, Many people said amen. Amen. Brought a few in like that. That's good. But it's not just for today. Are we going to just pull together and say, okay, I hope people, I know y'all do, I hope people understand when we talk about coming to church, it's not about an attendance thing. It's about growing in the Lord. It's about the opportunity to come and worship the King of Kings. He gives you all, what does uh, somebody do the math on this? Seven times uh, 24. I have to take my shoes off. All those hours in a week. Now, I'm the engineer. Come on, man. Big man. Yeah. Anyway, you got all this out. It's it's, it's past forty. Two sixty eight. One hundred sixty eight.
1: Okay, we'll
0: go with that. E. All of the above. Now I know somebody's going to get the calculator because look, time rolled. One sixty eight. Thank you, Miles. He didn't even have to take his shoes off. That's what happens. You marry. Look, you just you marry a math teacher, it just gets on you. Thanks to me. 168 hours God gives you if He gives you a whole week. 168 hours you can't give him an hour, <laughs> and you wonder why your life's off the rails. your <clears throat> brain surgeon? But I'm thinking might want to put in a little more time. 168 hours, right? And we can't give him two hours. Come on, man. Can you? How about 24 hours? You can't give him 30 minutes. How much time you spend on Facebook? Over here. How much time you look shopping out there? Oh, that, that fit. That's how I don't fit. None of those things are bad. But if you just put that up against the backdrop of the time you invest in the Lord, you might find that your 2017 could be the best one you ever had. You might just find that you know what? That you could, could really gain something from spending time with God. Do you believe that has anybody ever come up short, spent the time with God? I have never, in almost 52 years, somebody come and said, Man, I tell you what, I'm of wasting my time with the Lord. I ain't never heard that. Man, I was going to do all this fun stuff, and God got in the way and healed me. <laughs> what? It doesn't even make sense. But we live our life that way. So going back to what I was, I was listening to last night, they had a very eternal perspective. And kingdom building. God's coming back. God's coming back. God's coming back. And if he doesn't come back for another 50 years or 150 years, look at the work that's done. Everybody that you look like through the Bible, and even just, just different preachers and things like that over times and different movements, everybody always had an urgency on Christ's return. They say, yeah, well, we're going to do this one day, and, you know, five years down the line, we might try that. It's like, what can I do today to impact the kingdom of God? Maybe when we leave here, if somebody happens to be at work, maybe we can encourage them in the Lord. You know, Maybe it's a restaurant. Maybe it's a a waitress or something like that. Man, when's the last time you prayed for your waitress? You probably prayed for your food, didn't you? It took so long to get it. Yeah, I ain't lying. Sometimes, man, this is long out there. It's amazing. Did you thank the Lord for your food when you got it? Or did you just keep on going? Take a minute today, right now, and drive that stake in and say, you know what, um, to make a good run, to do what God has me to do, I need to have a really good eternal <laughs> perspective. First off, where will you spend eternity? And if you're a child of God, you know that you're an heir to everything he has. Next, how can God use me in this up and coming year? You know, I don't know why we define it. Well, the first year I'm really going to get into this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I like? This this is a good one here. This is good. I've heard this a hundred... If I got a penny for every time I heard this, man, and they mean well, man, if I hit the lottery, we're going to buy a big church. Okay. But wouldn't God be blessed if you just was faithful in the little things along the way? Instead of the big, we, we look for the big thing. How about this? How about just show up every week? How about that? How about just pray? How about that? It'll take care of itself. Now, that's not a bad thing. And I know when people say that, they, they really mean it and everything else. But how about that? Have y'all ever been in that place? But once I get to this place right here in my life, then I'm going to do this. And then when you get to that place, you're going to do that. Right? Man. I used to say, man, when I get to 200 pounds, man, i got to stop. Well, we bad that that. You think them Corvettes are fast? Zero to 60? I can do zero to 215 in like a half a second. That was before Christmas. <laughs> I'd hate to see what it is now. So I think it's time for us to say, okay, Lord, what is it that you have for me today? What is it that you have for me today to make it good. How many people want to leave here and, and say, you know, I'll give it a good run. Amen? Man. You know, <laughs> the size of your fuel doesn't say necessarily say how wonderful you are or anything else. But, this, but the lack of that make you wonder I'm trying to put this into some words that make any sense done different funerals from time to time and I've seen people live their whole life I tell you I'll give you one right now my grandmother was 84 years old 84 years old I thought about it, I told Denise the other day I, what popped in my mind 84 years old she died and we sat down there and you couldn't build up two pews with the people who knew my grandma probably because it's all dead I don't know <laughs> you know Does that mean she wasn't a good person or anything else? No, I did a funeral the other day. There was eight people. Does that mean anything less than nothing? No, no, it doesn't have to. But it hurts my heart to think that we get so busy that we can't even pay respect for somebody. We can't even invest in somebody. You can't take a few minutes. I'll tell you something even better than that. Don't wait to come see me when I'm in the box. Call me today. That's what I want. <clears throat> Amen. That's what it is. I had a buddy of mine that, uh, I don't know if y'all remember Willis. He's, he's a guy who used to be on the corner down there, he used to wax cars and stuff up there by Freddie. Me and Willis is tight. He showed me how to do all the car stuff. And he worked with one of my, my friends. He said, When you see old Ingram, right, old river, he said, Tell him to come by and see me. And he said this thing he said, Tell him don't wait until I'm in the box. I said, What? He said, "No, don't wait till I'm gone. Time to come see me. Why do we put so much off? Man, I want us to have an urgency. I pray that God's taking this message and cranking up an urgency that we do have a good foundation, that we can give it a good run, that we are heirs of Christ, that we have something to offer others. And it's Jesus. It's hope. It's strength. It's encouragement. Amen? Anybody know anybody going through a tough time? It might be the guy in the mirror. Encourage them. Nobody's encouraging me. Nobody calls me. Well, guess what? Get the word of God. Take these verses right here. Get in front of your mirror and read them to yourself. Amen. I'm telling you. His word won't come back void. Can you imagine that? And since we, and since I'm a child of God, I'm an heir. And fact, together with Christ, man, I'm heirs of God's glory. I'm feeling better already. But you still got to take the word at home. But if we are to share this glory, we must also share the suffering. Now, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm in front of the bathroom mirror, say, and I'm looking at that. and I go, so maybe that's why I'm having a little bit of a down day. But what i got is greater than what I'm going through. You see that? I want you to hear that today, man. It's going to help us today, okay? Let's keep on rolling with that. So God has called us to a, a, a ministry of reconciliation. What do you mean by that? Sharing God's word, telling other people about the goodness of God and being urgent about it, being specific about it, being purposeful. Let's go back to that bullseye thing. Man, you can get the target every time if you shoot first the paint later, right? Many people live their life that way. They're worried about what the neighbor's going to say. Anybody worry about what the neighbor's going to say? One or two people, right? Yeah? They might be saying, oh, sir, I sure wish they come over here and pray for me. I wish they might come over here and, and encourage me. You know what? Don't worry about the neighbors and what they're going to say. If you want to be concerned about the neighbors, see if they know Jesus. How about that? Because we're two more gathered. There he is also. I'm going to pick it up now, guys. So the big finish, right? We talked about, hey, man, starting off good, getting a great start, giving it a good run because who we are in Christ. What about the big finish? Look at this. Philippians 3.14, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ. You have a call on your life. Do you believe that? You have a call on your life. Everybody has something that God wants to do in them and through them. I want you to hear that. Yeah, but I don't sing. Didn't say that. Yeah, but I don't preach. Didn't say that. You might be a good listener. You might be an encourager. You might be a teacher. You might be a plumber. You might be a vault builder, whatever. But through those things, the unique gift that God has given you, he's placed something amazing in you to reach people for the kingdom of God. Will you use it? Don't put it on a back burner. Man, I tell you what. The old God that led me to the Lord. He used to say this. I said, Bill, how do you keep going? He said, I'm just trying to be about the morning business, you know, doing this. And he said this, I've heard it many times since then, but it's the first time I've ever heard it. He said, I would rather wear out than rust out. And that guy would visit and go and call and check. Now, man, I'm rocking and rolling, hanging out. I got saved, didn't know what else to do with it. I was still playing in the band, doing all these different things. <coughs> Bill would call me and say, Look, I'm praying for you tonight. He knows I'm getting ready to go and finish up my contract time with these guys and everything. I just want well, to be, be safe. I'm praying that God will put somebody in your life tonight when you're out there that you can share Jesus with. He didn't judge me. He loved me. He'd go by my mama and dad's house make sure my mama was safe. I know your mom don't go out and everything. I just want to make sure she knows the Lord. She does. Come over there and pray with my mom. This guy was probably 80 years old then, man. He was rolling. I was sitting there thinking... And I can't do that. He used to tell me, he said, I call your name out to the Lord. Twice a day. Every day. He had a list of people that he had led to the Lord over the years. And that man would pray over those names every day. Twice a day. Because it mattered to him. Man, I can't wait to see him again. That guy was youthful. And I believe he was youthful because he was useful. He had a nursing home ministry. He had the chaplain little section where he would visit people. He would set up all types of stuff. He would follow up on all those, those those cards and things and all that. He didn't do it to say, look at me. He didn't do it because I gotta do this so I'm accepted. He did it because he was accepted. I want us to see that today. Let God move you into what He has for you because of what He did for you. Not for what you think He's going to do for you. I know that's a lot of do's, do's, do's. I'm talking about this. When we realize that we've been made new in Christ, it changes everything. Press on toward the goal. How many people want to be a big fish? Yeah? So let me tell you something else. A lot of times people believe the lie that they can't have a good finish if they have a bad takeoff. I just showed you got a good, good takeoff. you got a great start. You're a new creature with a new feature. You got it. Yeah, but man, I went down this road. Yep. Anybody else ain't been down the road? In the gutter, down here, everything else? How about this? Many people that's come through the other side, and you will too. That what you are experiencing today or in the past can be used to help somebody else later on. My brother talks about it all the time. And you've got that same story too. Mm-hmm. You know? I look out here and I, and I, I see my friends and family out here went through great loss. Family member after family member. This going on here. Bad doctor report. This going on. You know, self-inflicted this, that, everything else. And And guess what? A lot of times we come in, man, we are hurting, man, when we come in here. But I pray that God through his word will encourage us. That that doesn't have to be your future. That that doesn't have to just call it quits. Don't tap out. Tap in. Tap into what God has for you. Press on and keep rolling. Man, God will prevail. Yeah, but it don't look like, but it don't feel like. Uh, well, maybe he might. Well, you just trust him. How many hours we got this week, Miles? One hundred sixty-eight. What are you going to do with your one sixty-eight, man? Lord, well, I hope that's right. <laughs> Everybody be listening. To that guy, he's a nice preacher, but he, he get he get add, you know. So keep on going. <laughs> What will you do different this year? What will you do different this year? Are you so comfortable that you just run a clock out of line? Or you make every minute count for Christ? Will you make every minute count for Christ? Man. Well, I'll try. Well, maybe. As soon as I get this done, as soon as I get this done, had a buddy of mine. He helped me start to get the church together. One of the guys that even went out and got squared away to, to get us a place in the very beginning. Love the guy, man. Believe it, everything else. But we can get sidetracked there. Probably about three or four years ago, he started on a home project. And he said, Man, I won't be able to make it this week. I've got to finish this up. You know, sorry. A couple of weeks went by. Then I got in this room. I thought, you could have rebuilt Pocosa by now. You see where we're going with this? And finally, I told him, I said, dude, why don't you just call it like it is? There will always be another home project. There will always want to be another bush gardens, another fishing trip, another this, or whatever the case is. I know we got to do stuff. But what happens is, we slowly, slowly drift. And we don't drift on the course. Not stepping on any toes, I'm just saying, man, let's set the course. I'm not even saying about, please, when I say come to church, I'm not, oh, come to church, check the Bible. I want you to come to church so you'll grow. I want you to come to church so you know what, that you encourage the rest of the people. I want you to come to church so that you'll know who you are in Christ. Because when Christ has come, we want to know who we are in Christ. Amen? But guess what? You can know who you are in Christ and the blessing. That's a good thing. Turn around and start there. Now, you know what? I've heard more this year. I don't know about you guys. I've heard Merry Christmas more out I've heard it in about 10 years. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And i talked to everybody. You know, I talked to talk to anybody and everybody. Everybody that i talked to while well, I've been off the last week or so and asked about her, they said they had a great Christmas with the exception of one lady. And she said, but I'm going to take care of that. I said, "Whoa! I guess I need to pray for you. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. So, you know, does Christmas mean I had a good Christmas because I got everything I wanted. Does Christmas, what what does that mean? I know for me it's this. Realizing that my Savior was born. They can wrap all around the years and when he was born and months he was born. I don't care. He was born. Amen? Amen? And he lived a life that was sinless so that he could rescue you and me. In him, in her, in the world, I'm cashing in on that present. I did. How about you? But well, many people grab the present and just hold it back here, and they got it over here, and and, and they and, and they don't they don't do nothing with it. What will you do different this year? It's not about setting the goals as much as it is setting your feet on the path that God's already laid out for you. Tuning in to what He has. And I want you to hear this. There's no time for complacency. Man. You ever look at your life in like 10 or 20 years spots? Yeah. When you're, when you're 10 years old, you want to be 15. So when you're 15, you be 16 so that you can drive. And then once you're 16, you can't wait to be 18 so you can do whatever you want. And then you turn to 18, you don't want to do everything you want because you've got to pay for everything you did. Right? And so then when you're 21, then you'll really know, and you'll be, be out of college and everything, but then you've got a college debt, so you really wish you were 35 so it would be paid off. Am I, getting, am, am I hitting anything? And at 35, you say, well, gosh, man, I wish I had my kids younger, but now I'm going to have my kids, and now I'm going to be old like Buddy when he has the kids. And they're going to want to run and wear out two of his legs when to play football on a circle. But now he's 50. But we don't know how long we got, Right? How, how old is a good age for people? You think? If you were to live to what age, what would be a good age for you? 100. No, no, I'm talking. Let's shoot a little further. 100. 100. Now you're 100. Going around 100. 100. 100. Getting 100. 110. hundred, You know, the Bible says that you know it gives us up to up to 120. You know, every year that I go by, I think you know, man, about I, man. I remember there was an old guy that lived down the street. He was 40. You know, when you hit 40, you think, a man, 80's not bad. It's just double. I'm coming to the place that I know that I have lived more life than I will live life. Oh, well, guess what? There ain't no time for complacency. I ain't got so many more summers left. You know what I mean? And my kids get, Dad, you've been dying for 30 years. No, I just, I try to make, I try to make, it. When, I, when I look at that, I go, man, I, I want to go. I want to go. Tiny has a feeling about this one time. She says, I know you can't stay still. you got to do something. You know what I'm talking about? I'm going down here. I'm going here. Because, man, you guys heard me say this many times. I don't like leaving any more on my clock at the end of the day. I don't do anything. I was at Grandma's house last night bringing pizza at 910. 9, hey, you want some of this? I didn't know you was asleep. <laughs> Sorry. What on that? I'm on it, man. I tell you what, I'm off too. I, I, I don't, man, I, I, my, my perfect hours are like staying up from like two so two and then getting up like at eight or nine or whatever. But if I stay too much longer, my body hurts and I can't get up, right? Man, I want us to take the most of the moment today. I know I talk about a lot of different things, but I want you to know that you're good to go with the Lord. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We don't know what 2017's going to bring, but I'm going to tell you what. It will bring you closer to the Lord if you let it. If you make the decision that I'm going to be who God called me to be. There's no time for complacency. I don't mean you got to run around and be busy all the time. I probably need to work on that a little bit because I, I, I love like doing stuff. If I get too much time on my hand, I'm like, what's wrong? What's going on? But my, my life over the last... I don't know, ever, has been go all the time. One of the guys that works, man, you always do this, you doing? you doing this, and doing that. You know, oh, man, you you went down here and you got this and you got, and I'm thinking, have you only worked one job your whole life? Because I've always worked at least two. Don't make me any better anything else, but what, what don't compare what you're doing when you're doing this. I am not, going to sit on the sidelines of life, man. I refuse. Because for 30 years, I did it my way. Without God. I can't make up that time. Don't kick myself from that time. But I'm encouraged that He's given me more time. So if He gives me today, I'm going to utilize today to make a difference. Somehow. Maybe encouraging my kids. Maybe sometimes our kids don't realize that you're encouraging when you say, hey, that, that ain't good. God disciplines us. We need to discipline our, 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 our children. Got one other story? One just popped in my mind. Went to the doctor the other day, talking to everybody. And everybody, there's a lot of sick folks in there. Sometimes you don't realize, good, realize how good you feel until you get around everybody else that's sick. I went to the uh, document in the box. What do you call it? Medi-press, and they were so sick in there, I didn't even stay. I said, they wound up there with sick people. So I went to another one, and they looked like they were half dead. There's one guy that was there. I said, Lord, i prayed over these people. i just going to see my regular doctor. So the next day, I went to my regular doctor, and there was three kids. Boop, boop, boop. I am saying from about 8, 10, 13, bulls Now, I don't know where their mom and dad was or whatever, I got a funny feeling I know why they were there they probably needed some nerve pills they were terrible see people won't say that anymore. well they were they were a rainbow no they were terrible and I just sat down I looked and I saw the lady behind that counter man her, her eyeball was going like this I said it's coming it's coming and before she said that this other lady said hey how are you how are you I'm such a such a, such a, such. A, well, then you need to act like it. You need to sit down here. I was like, go oh, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> sit down. The one girl in the middle, she got it. She never moved again. The little girl said, I didn't take my medicine. Sometimes that happens. The lady said, well, you need to sit here so you will get it.
1: <laughs> then
0: what happened? They say it takes a village to raise a child, right? The boy, he's too cool. I got to give you this. He was just like this. Y'all check this out. He was just like this. Put all And this old guy. I
1: don't
0: have a This is mature fella. Say, so, hey, boy. Get your feet off that check. Straighten up. Finally got home long. him. I thought... I have not seen anybody correct any kids in so long. I didn't even know what. To, I was like, yes, <laughs> you know. And you know what? I don't think they can. If mom would come out, they'd probably say, you know what? Don't you ever leave them kids back out there again? And I saw that lady behind the counter like, yes, because I know she's thinking, I'm gonna lose my job minute. Because I'm losing my cool. I'm gonna lose my job. We get complacent on a lot of things. We get complacent. Well, just let them, let them do that a little more. These kids were rolling around, flipping on the floor, bumping into this one lady. I mean, all this stuff had like a little magazine, a would jump and the sister was jumping and getting up. What is going on? And I know my wife says, "Well, you have to do that for a living." <laughs> and he's like, "That's what I did. That's what I did." But in the midst of all that, one person said, "Stop." like that. give them something to think about. So guess what? I'm telling you, stop and think about who you are in Christ. Think about what God done for you. Don't get complacent, man. I'm not saying you're acting crazy. I'm not saying any of that. That was just a great illustration when I saw, when, when the truth came down, boom! They heard it. Two of them received it. One of them rejected it. What will you do with it? Will you receive the truth, or will you reject it? Yeah, I know. I mean, I have got to get into it and everything else. Heard that about church too. Yeah, man, I need to get back into it. What is it like? A, what is it like? A, you know, a, a hot yoga class? Are you gonna get back into it? How about your marriage? Go and tell you why. You, know, you know, we've been married ten years. I think I just want to get back into it. You gotta know, have a frying pan on you now. Gonna give you something. It's a relationship. You just don't get back into it. You take 168 hours and you grow into it. And keep on rolling. I like that math. Over and over. I think so many times we get complacent. So let's take a look at this as we bring it on. We need to realize this. That we got a great start. That Christ died for us. Let's live for him. This was not a hard message today to preach. It might be one hard one to accept. But it really shouldn't be. Because the Lord has already given us everything we need. He's given us a good start. I want to say, The Lord has given me a good start. Let me hear you. The Lord has given me a good start. Do you believe that? He's given you a good start. He's given you freshness. He's given you hope. He's got a plan for you, right? What else? Are you willing to apply what God's given you to make a good run? What do you mean make a good run? To live a life that's going to lead lead others to reconciliation with Christ. There's something you can do today, man. There's something you can do with the, the 24 hours that God put before us today. It's amazing. Why do we got to start next week? Why do we got to start the week after that? Why do we got to start when the home projects done? Why do we got to Why can't we just start today? When you, when you follow the life of Jesus, he didn't say, hey, look, man, I just want to throw this out here and check back with me in a month or two, and, you know, if you like hanging out with us, come on. But he said to a rich young ruler, he showed him that his God was not the Lord, that it was his money. He said, well, just get rid of all that, come on. The God doesn't have anything against money, but he was pointing to the man's heart because he elevated his, his value by, by money and belongings, instead of who he is in Christ don't get caught up in that don't get caught up in that do you ever think when you buy something and you, you, you rationalize the money do I really need this or what I, is it really worth it you want to see value in something before you buy it right You're not going to give somebody $500 for a 50 cent item, right? When God looked at you, he saw your great value. He gave what money couldn't buy. He gave what you couldn't fix or I couldn't do. He gave his life. That tells me right there, you got value. You got value. She's got value. Even on your worst day, you got value, in God. He died while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Man, take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. When I say take advantage of it, I mean, grab hold to it. Hold it dear to your heart. Finish big. Walk this thing out. We should be good to go when we leave here. We should be good to go because we know that God is for us. We know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. We know that it's this grace that He gives us to us. It's, it's not that we, we earned this by no means. Aren't you glad? What would you have to do to maintain your salvation? You know? Lord, I did this today for you. I did this. Do you still love me? That sounds crazy. Could you imagine your, your, your granddaughter coming over and saying, Grandma, I did this today. Do you still love me? You said, baby, I always love you. Yeah, but, but I, 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 I took little Joey's eraser and everything else. I'm sorry. You still love me? Well, honey, that's not the best for you right there, but I still love you. I still love you. I want you to hear this today. God still loves you. No matter how bad 2016 was, 15, 14, 2000, whatever it is, no matter how bad your morning was today, realize that God loves you. And that's a great place to start. he's made you new. he made you fresh. And I want you to realize that he died for you. Going back to the value again. God saw the value in you. Before you even got here. Before you he even got here. Let me tell you something else. I got decent eyesight. It's not as good as God's. And I see the value in it. I want to reach on. I want to encourage you. I love you. What is it that God could do through your life if you just let him? You know what the answer is? Anything he desires. Today, we'll help our hearts we turn, turn to you with times such as this. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today. That you do give us a good start. That you do give us everything we need to make a good run. Lord, that we can have a big finish. But really, our big finish here is just a start for what you have for us. when we get to see you face to face. Father, I thank you for each one here. I know that it has been some long days. There's been some big losses. There's been some big hurts. There's been some scary things. We don't even know what we're going to do next sometimes. We're just overwhelmed. Well, I tell you what today. Start with this. Lord, I love you. I'm coming back home. Lord, I need you. Lord, help me with my baby steps. Help me with my big steps. Speak into my life, Lord. Show me what I need today and draw closer to you. God is faithful. God is good. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creature. The old things passed away, behold, the new have come. If you've never made that decision today to come to Christ as your Lord and Savior, let me help you with what that really means. It means that we look at our life and we realize just what God says. We agree with Him that all of sin and fall short of glory, God. That means that we've missed the mark. That means we need a Savior. We can't do it on our own. But God has provided a way. The only way. Jesus Christ. And when we... We confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. And we realize that he has been our sacrifice. And we said, Lord, thank you for that. We embrace that. Lord, help me today to live for you. He says, you are mine. But it doesn't stop there. He doesn't save you and repaint you and walk away. He guides you. He loves you. He nurtures you. He heals you. He speaks to you. He wants to grow you into the mere image of his son. Father, help us today to be more like Christ. As we go into this new year, not for it to be a fad or a wish or a, I don't know, a list of things to do, but it be a step out in the right direction in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen.